Hey everyone, Dr. B here. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of Ask the Dentist. So, you know, I was reading this morning, definitely a clickbait title. It was the Wall Street Journal, believe it or not. And the title of the article is The End of Sex. And, and I pretty much knew where that was going. I mean, I've been reading a lot lately about sperm counts, how they're going to be probably at zero by the year 2050. Yeah, read about that. And then, you know, about CRISPR and gene engineering. And, and there's so many things that are on the on the horizon that are, frankly, quite, quite scary. But the sentence that I wanted to discuss with you, just, just as a quick lead into today's episode, the first sentence read like this. If you could raise your infant's IQ by four points, would you? And, you know, if you're a parent, of course, the answer is yes. But I just was reflecting on how easy that would be if we all got rid of our fluoride in our water. I mean, we've, we've got 64, actually more than that now, more than that studies uh, on how ingesting fluoride, whether it's the mom who's pregnant to a young child or infant that is drinking fluoridated water, all of that gets to the brain. It passes the blood-brain barrier, and it has an effect on the brain, neurological effect. There are about six or eight different mechanisms. I could read them off now. It's just frightening. One is how it affects the mitochondria, but it, it literally is attacking the brain. It's a neurotoxin, and it decreases your child's IQ by about six to nine points. So, that's what I was kind of chuckling at. It's like, yeah, we're, we're, we always are looking forward for, you know, what is the next cool thing we could do to make our children smarter when we've already dumbed them down. And if we could fix our past errors in public health, for example, fluoridation of municipal water supplies, then, you know, we'd already be ahead by those four to five points that this article talks about. So anyway, I thought I would just mention that it kind of kind of irks me a little bit. And a little bit of a segue into today's topic, and it's about a toothpaste that I recommend a lot. And the question is about that toothpaste and how to use it. And my answer is going to kind of be related to the fluoride question. So anyway, that that's the segue. Not, not a direct one, but I think I more wanted to get that off my chest, that reading that article and and the whole IQ issue than trying to connect it to today's question. But anyway, I, I think you'll you'll see where I'm going with this. Anyway, here's the question. It's a great question. Again, dentists and hygienists, I think we're we're both guilty of this. Sometimes don't give enough information. We tell you to brush your teeth, we tell you to floss, but we don't give you all the little tricks and tips. So this episode will definitely be one of those. Anyway, here's the question. Hi, Dr. B. I was wondering if you suggest rinsing out your mouth with water after brushing your teeth using the Boca toothpaste, or if it's better to just use a little bit of toothpaste, brush your teeth, spit it out, but not rinse out with water to help aid in the remineralization process. Thank you. So great question. I mean, we can, all of us can pick up a toothbrush or pick up floss and use it twice daily and not get the benefits of both those activities in regards to oral health if we don't use it correctly. So here it is. Here is my answer. If you're using a hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste, which is what Boca is, and hopefully it has the right strength in it. I mean, use a toothpaste that has the right strength of hydroxyapatite. Biomimetic materials already in the tooth. 
It's the natural building blocks of the tooth. It can be swallowed. It dissolves in saliva, which is how it works. Otherwise, it doesn't get to the tooth if it doesn't dissolve in saliva. And unlike fluoride, which if you do swallow it, which is unsafe and can affect you, especially if your brain is developing, if you're under the age of, let's say, 19 or 20, you could argue even more than that. Some say the brain isn't fully developed until age 27, 28. But certainly if you have a child under age 10, don't let them uh, use a fluoridated toothpaste. They're going to not only swallow it, but it gets absorbed through the, the cheek cells or the oral mucosa, the tissues inside the mouth. So Boca does have, I, I believe it's 15% of hydroxyapatite into it. It's a nano-sized form of the hydroxyapatite. So the uptake is, I think, better based on some studies. They agree with that, with that statement. And so, yeah, you don't want to rinse afterwards. I've had to modify my behavior in brushing. I was used to spit out. And I'm glad I did because I was using a fluoridated toothpaste for many, many decades until I discovered the presence of these new products available with hydroxyapatite in the U.S. Again, a hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste has been around for a long time in Japan. It started there comes from a NASA product that was used to help, well, I think they were hoping that it would help with bone density loss and zero gravity. I'm not sure if it did or not, but that's where the product comes from, from the space program. But anyway, newly available in toothpaste in the US, not on the shelves, unfortunately, not yet. You would have to order this directly. I will put it in a link and some information on hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste. But the beauty of this is that you do not want to rinse. So I used to spit out. I never really wet my toothbrush. You can if you want. There's probably some advantage to that. So, you know, a little water on the toothbrush, put on the toothpaste, and then rinse your toothbrush. Dry your toothbrush because a wet toothbrush can harbor bacteria for the next time that you brush. But the question is, is do you spit out the toothpaste? Well, if it's fluoridated toothpaste, yes, which is too bad because fluoride does work. Topical fluoride, topical, topical application of fluoride does work. And if you're not swallowing it, it's probably okay in an, in an adult, even though it does get absorbed through the oral mucosa. But the beauty of all this is that we have a better product now that's as good as fluoride, sometimes better in some cases, depends on what you're looking at. Like the microscopically, if you're looking at the surface of enamel, it's smoother with the uptake of hydroxyapatite than it is with uh, fluoride. Fluoride can make your teeth a little bit more brittle. That outer surface, that remineralized, repaired surface is a little bit more brittle with fluoride, less so with hydroxyapatite. Again, hydroxyapatite is a biomimetic material. It is already in our tooth. It is very completely natural naturally occurring and in our teeth. So the beauty of the hydroxyapatite is that you don't have to spit out. You don't have to worry about absorption of something that could affect you health-wise. And that way, by not rinsing out, you're getting that prolonged exposure of the hydroxyapatite. The longer it's in your saliva and being exposed to decalcified portions of your teeth, the better. So for example, before I go to bed, I brush my teeth. I will spit out once just to get the volume of saliva out, but I will not rinse with water. I will put in my oral appliance and go right to bed. So that hydroxyapatite is hanging out for a while. If you're brushing during the day, for example, after breakfast, before breakfast, I would always, especially if you have sensitive teeth or if you have issues with cavities, make sure you pick a time that when you brush, 
you don't eat or drink anything for a half hour. So that hydroxyapatite has that length of exposure, that time of exposure to the teeth. You know, when you speak a lot, the mouth will dry out. So I would pick a time where you're just sitting, reading, relaxing, you're not sipping coffee or having something to eat. And 30 minutes probably is optimal. After that, it's, it's, there's probably not much of an effect. So, so yes, do not rinse after using Boca toothpaste or any hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste. If you're using a fluoridated toothpaste or a fluoridated toothpaste that was prescribed by your dentist, like ClinPro 5000, that's a prescription item. The reason for that is if it's swallowed by a child, it could be very, very damaging to their brain and, and other issues as well. Again, call poison control if that does happen. Then, you know, you, you don't want to let that linger in your mouth too long. But again, the beauty of hydroxyapatite is that it's working longer than it would if you were using a fluoridated toothpaste, which you would probably want to spit out. So anyway, that that is, I think that should be current thinking. It isn't always, it depends on who you speak with, and not all dentists know about hydroxyapatite yet. It is not the standard. It is not taught in dental school, and the product has not been out long enough for that to happen. But if you know about it and you've read about it, again, I'm going to include a link to an article on our website about it and also a link to two different toothpastes that I recommend that have the right amount of hydroxyapatite in them, then you're ahead of the curve. And again, there's always that delay that we speak of in, in the professions, in the sciences and research arenas, and that is that it's usually about a 10 to 15 year delay until something becomes mainstream, some new product, some new, some new piece of knowledge. And we're in, we're under the three year mark here. So again, kudos to you for listening and reaching out and asking these questions and wondering if there is something better than fluoride. And there certainly is, and you can keep it in your mouth longer. So anyway, I hope that tip helps that this is how I brush my teeth. I always brush when I know that I can keep it in there for a half hour and I won't be doing anything, eating, drinking, talking and certainly before bed. So that lingering effect and exposure, in other words, the hydroxyapatite dissolved in, in saliva has to be up against the tooth for remineralization to occur, and the longer, the better. So that's another the end of another episode of Ask the Dentist. Great question. Easy, short answer. Again, nonetheless, as important as so many other things that we talk about when it comes to oral health. Prevention is, is very important in dentistry. Dentistry has always been a little ahead of the curve, not as much as I would have liked. That prevention in combination with trying to discover and resolve the root cause of disease is the key to good oral health and therefore good overall health. And again, you've heard me say this many, many times. So a quick, simple answer to a brushing question is very, very important. I, I never take it lightly. And it was a great question. So yeah, brushing with the right toothpaste and leaving it in without rinsing and letting that the efficacy of the hydroxyapatite, there's some ionic bonding going on there. It, it needs time and it needs exposure, area and time. Those are the two critical factors, kind of like a, like a drug. It would be, it would be dosage. That's what determines efficacy or the therapeutic effect of something. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you have questions like this, please ask. This may be the first podcast that you've listened to of Ask the Dentist. So I'm, I'm going to repeat myself here a little bit, but I would love to hear 
your voice. Please mention your first name if you want, if you feel comfortable with that and ask your question. And it can be long and convoluted. I'll try and simplify it. It'll be a teaching moment for all of us. And so it's helpful if if you and any question works, even if it's already been asked or if you think it's a stupid question, I, I want to hear it because chances are it's, a, it's an important one. And so if you have that question, go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist. And if you have any other questions or if you're just curious about oral health, we've had a oral health website, askthedentist.com up for about 10 years. That's my daughter and I. It's got a lot of information. It's a great resource, has been for many for over a decade, and uh, would love it if you check that out. You can also sign up and get weekly emails and, and alerts if, if you want to do that. And then if you are not used to hearing a dentist talk like I do and discuss the things that I do or to the detail or talking about root causes in oral health and how they're connected to systemic health, again, oral health and systemic health are intimately connected. Then, you know, seek out a dentist that thinks this way. Not all dentists do. We have a very strong, good clinical background when we come out of dental school, but that's when the real education starts. They, they say you are a, I was a little insulted when I heard this, but when I got out of dental school, they said, you know, be careful out there. You're just a safe beginner. And, and I, I see that because there's so much information and knowledge, clinical experience that over the 35 years that I've been practicing, I, I just wish I could have gotten all of that in dental school. It's impossible, of course. I, I realize that. I just wish I could have absorbed that information quicker. It could have helped so many more people sooner. But anyway, that's the way it is. But if you're looking for someone like that, go to our directory. We have a directory on our website. It's uh, go to askthedentist.com slash directory, and you'll find someone who has that functional approach. And we'll talk to you about how to brush correctly, which I hopefully I did a good job of today. Again, any more questions, need more information, go to askthedentist.com, go to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist, or go to askthedentist.com. Happy to get as much information out there as possible. Again, we cannot be healthy if we have not addressed our oral health. See you in the next episode. Hope all of you are well, enjoying the summer. We've got a fall equinox coming up pretty soon. Time flies. So hang in there and don't spit out after you brush. There's a lot that could go on. Hope that helps. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search or find a dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.